welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and I'm here today with two of my best friends, Josh Hildebrandt and Chad Williams. How you guys doing? We're doing great. I'm good, man. Let's go. Oh, yeah. We're, we've been having a pretty good day up here. Uh, we're trying to plan out what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give you a trigger warning. Um, we're going to be talking Ooh. about a very sensitive topic uh, mm. in the Christian community. Mm. It's uh, it's probably going to raise a few eyebrows. We might get some hate mail. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Uh, today, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about secular music. Mm. I feel like dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is... Uh, this could go very well, or or we could be off off the air next week. Uh, this would be our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, zero um, zero. This, no, this is ten. That's episode right. Episode number ten. We're getting into oh, double digits. We're celebrating a, a pivotal milestone by doing one of the most controversial topics <laughs> that we could possibly do. Oh, um, so yeah, but we are. Uh, this be fun. Yeah, we are all three uh, pastors in local churches and. Uh, probably, you know, deal with this on this issue in our own lives, right? How do we interact with media? And today, mm-hmm. specifically, we're going to talk about music. Uh, so let's just start with kind of in general, why is music so powerful in the, in the human experience, just for humanity? Why is music so influential? I feel like Josh should answer that. Yeah, you know worship I mean? pastor. Mm-hmm. Extraordinaire, musician, genius. Yeah. Wow. Um well, I think music speaks to us um, differently than anything else does. Um, you know, um, we're just as people um, constantly seeking things that move us, you know, whether it be someone who is eloquent in their speech. You know, if you find someone like that, you usually find a crowd like gathering to listen to them speak. Um, yeah. And, you know, these different mediums that we have to communicate something um has its own way of kind of getting down into us. But music is special, man. It, it can yeah. speak to us at an emotional level. Um, it goes down deep, uh, and it, it speaks to a part of, I think, of our heart and soul that, that few other things can. And it doesn't even have to be music uh, that has words. You know, that's the power of music. Music itself creates emotion. Yeah. And if you start thinking even just about kind of the, the science of music, you know, um, theory, You've got yeah. major and minor keys, which have feels to them. You know, you play a, a song, you know, like in a minor ballad, and it just, it feels sorrowful. Yeah. Whereas if you bring, yeah. you know, that that major uh, feel to it, that's got this kind of happy, cheerful tone. And, and just kind of, as humans, we're wired to to hear that and feel that. And so then you add lyrics on top of that, and you've kind of got this, this dual powerful medium yeah. to communicate right. a message. Because we already so know that words are powerful. Right, exactly. Right. You mix that with music, and you've just got a really powerful tool. And there's lots of examples, particularly Old Testament, of music yeah. mm-hmm. b- being played, like different instruments yeah. being played. Yeah, and if you want to get a group of people you know, together and focused on something, in the Old Testament, we'd see them putting the musicians out front when they're going into battle. Like yeah. It does something, yeah. not only just speaking individually, but music has a way of bringing people together, too. Like yes. we all like to listen to music by ourselves, but probably the most common thing is to listen to music in groups of people. Right. And so music is like a communal event. It brings people together. It's very powerful. Yeah. And so, you know, I know we're going to talk more about this, but the Christian then should not be flippant with how they use something that powerful. Right. Yeah. I think uh, a part of that is 
um, what you mentioned, just the technical elements of music are revealed that it's a part of what God has created, right? It's right. it's kind of, we see a, a part of God's beauty in the fact that music can be so soul-stirring and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, yeah, that, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm intrigued by how music has the ability to cause us to think about a different time in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And reminisce yeah. and be nostalgic. Right. Like it has that kind of power. Like I grew up in a family where like everybody loved music. It was, I mean, quite frankly, a lot of secular music, but like we grew up, like I grew up like that. And so uh, my, you know, my brother's a musician. I'm not, I'm a drummer. You like that? (laughs) He, he, he likes to say there's, you hang out with musicians. Yeah. What's the group of people that hang out with musicians? Drummers. 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 Uh, But, yep. So Ah. that was good. (laughs) That was good. Uh, But, but I can remember, I can remember us playing, you know, playing to a cassette tape. Me and my brother, you what, know, play, me playing drums. What's a cassette playing, tape? A cassette. Okay, Tyler's <laughs> a younger millennial. I'm just kidding. I had a. My Is very, Josh a millennial? I don't. Know. Did we determine that? I don't know. We don't need He's, to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. It's not part of. Okay. But Tyler's a young. Do you remember? Did you remember cassettes? Oh yeah. Are you, I, was okay, oh, I was just. Oh, okay. I was just playing. I thought you were in like you full CD kid. Like you were. No, I yeah. My first uh, my first vehicle had a tape player mm. so yeah okay all right yeah we're good good deal i'm tracking with you you're tracking but i like i remember but here's my point i can still hear some of those songs we used to kind of jam to and talk you know just kind of whatever and still it brings me back i can think about that it's like has yeah. the ability music has the ability to like almost transport you you know not only like in the present you feel these emotions or feel this kind of yeah. you know, tug pull whatever emotionally but you also can be transported almost it's, it's yeah. very powerful yeah i think it's um you were talking about this a second ago tyler just about you know god's creation mm-hmm. music without a doubt is just a good gift from god yeah it, it's it's not a man-made thing although we write music but the the reality of music right what it does to us that's just a something god created it's yeah. a good gift from him and we we got to learn how to steward it yeah so <clears throat> like you mentioned we don't need to be flippant with this gift because we've acknowledged it's pretty powerful in the human experience. We can be motivated by it. We can be shaped by it. We can be uh, reminded of certain things. Uh, So how should Christians then think about music and more kind of importantly, how do we respond to and think about secular music? Mm -hmm. That's um, if we're going to not acknowledge that music is powerful um, and, and there's a lot of sources of music that may be less than holy, you know, less than, Than what Christians yeah, need to consume. I'd say so. Um, so yeah. how, how do we respond to it? Obviously, secular music has been a part of all of our right. know, lives. I think yep. it's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah, so how do sure. we how do we respond to it? How do we think about it? Okay, so first, I think we got to talk about like let's define secular. Yeah. So so what we okay? What, what was the what was our definition for secular thinking? Secular music is blank. What is it? Music that's not explicitly about. The gospel, Jesus, spiritual realities, maybe. Yeah, I would yeah. say I would say secular music is not necessarily like not worship music, but music mm-hmm. that's not um, in some way speaking to the story of who Christ is. You know, so you, for instance, you have a lot of music on your Christian radio that I would not call worship music, but you would not consider it secular either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's talking about mm-hmm. something yeah. to do in the Christian. It would probably consider itself to be uh, what's the word inspirational. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe perhaps, yeah. You know, it's, it's got a Christian bent to it, um, and but it's, it's not holy, it's holy, holy. Right? It's not. There's a fountain. Lord, right. I let your name on high. It's not. <laughs> it's not any of that. Yeah. Um. So I think <coughs> third so, day. Third. So, oh my God. What's that? 
That's his favorite secular band. <laughs> third day. Let's, let's continue the podcast. That's, oh my gosh. So Sorry. there's our first bit of hate mail. Yeah. Third day's fine. What's this the is, who's the lead singer third day? Mac Powell. Mac Powell. Mac Powell, we love you, Mac. He's a good dude. I'm sure I've never met him. What? <laughs> He's a good dude. Josh oh played backup guitar for third day yeah. in nineteen ninety six. Mm. I'm making yes. that up. That's a joke. Oh my god! I did have someone come to me and ask for my autograph, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "I You're told Mac you not Powell, to bring right? that up again." I I, I, I wanted your autograph. I was here for it. Was it. Not Chad. Um, okay, so secular music. Just making sure we're all on the same page here. Secular music is music that is not explicitly about God, spiritual matters, the yeah. cross, redemptive history, yeah. whatever, or life from a Christian perspective, or life. From, yeah. Okay, perfect. There's no spiritual right. basis. To. Here, here's a definition of secular. It just says anything secular denotes attitudes, activities, or other things that have no religious or spiritual basis. Okay. So uh, we're, we're coming at this from from a Christian perspective. So we would say maybe secular is those songs that are you know addressing activities, attitudes, or anything that's not inherently spiritual. Okay. Right? So I would I would start with if we're using Christian. that definition. I think it's a helpful definition. If yeah. we're using that definition, I would start with carefully considering the lyrical content of what you're listening to. Yeah. All right. So I think that goes without saying. So um, you can, you can listen to, I think you can listen to a secular song that's secular. That is not explicitly sinful in what it's talking about. Okay. Right. It may be, it's usually some type of romantic relationship. It's that most songs are about romantic relationships or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it isn't, it's, I would, I would say that first and foremost, Paying attention to what it is that you're singing, what you're saying. Yeah. If you're if you're able to listen to a song that is promoting or encouraging or glorying in things that God hates and sin that destroys you, yeah. Then it's not healthy to consume that. Yeah. Uh, on the regular. The, one of the things that I I think about secular music for me in particular because I am somewhat of a music a musician, I listen to more of like the the quality of the music than yeah. I do the lyrics often. Um, but I I have noticed though, even if if I'm listening to a secular song, whether it's, you know, hip hop or, uh, or more of a pop or country, whatever it may be. Um, if, even if I'm just listening to it because I think it's catchy, whatever, those lyrics still plant themselves in your, in your They really do. And you ever go back and you're, there's like some song, um, that you hear from your childhood that you remember singing or, or hearing in the car or whatever. And then as an adult, you're listening to it, and you, you immediately hear it on the radio. You're, oh, like, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, me and my wife, yeah. we'll, do a, we'll do a road trip. It's all 90s station. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's, it's a, you know, that kind of thing. But then we'll, we'll, we, we've, we talked about this. Suddenly a song come on. Like, oh, we love this song. You know? And then it's like, wait, this song is terrible. Yeah. yeah. This song I think is true. terrible. I think it's helpful, too, when you're thinking of secular music. And, and I often, you know, when I'm talking to, to young people or whatever about this dynamic, um, will point out this reality. It's not like there's Christian music, good, secular music, bad. It's not like there's two categories. Like, secular mm-hmm. music is a spectrum. Yeah. And, and you've, got, you've got some, you know songs that would find themselves in the secular music category that Christians just have no business listening to. I mean, they're just majoring in being as raunchy as possible. But in that same category of secular music, in other words, what we just defined a second ago, a song that's not really explicitly about the Christian reality, uh, you have songs that are not um, 
anti-Christian, if you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And they're not they're not causing harm to your soul to listen to them. Right. Yeah. So that's how, about, how about this? Here's a hot take. You ready for this? Sure. You ready for this first hot take? Here it is. There is some Christian music that is probably more as as damaging or more damaging for Christians to listen to. 100% agree. Because of the theological garbage that a lot of those songs contain yeah. that are teaching you and maybe your kids a wrong view or low view of God. <clears throat> yeah. And just yep. saying, just throwing that out there, like a like a heretical Christian song yeah. or a a song that is theologically a train wreck yeah. is is not not damaging to us. Like we're still ingesting that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so here's a, I completely agree with that. So here's a question dealing with lyrics. Cause you know, that's built around the lyrics and you said a second ago, the, um, the thing we really need to consider is the lyrical content of a song. Um, and maybe this is a, you guys may just have question marks above your head. I kind of do with this, this <laughs> thing I'm about to bring up, but I just wanted to see what you guys think. So there's also the reality of people just listening to music without lyrics. Is there any, and we were talking about how music itself just yeah. moves us. Yeah. Is there any um, sense in which, you know, music separate from lyrics, is that benign? Yeah. Ooh. Or is, is there a, is there, should we be careful around certain styles of music that are, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's a very, that's a good uh, question. it's a very medieval approach <laughs> because there, you know, in, in the church, there was a lot of chords they weren't allowed exactly. in music, right? Certain mm-hmm. harmonies that they considered to be satanic, dark, right? dark. Yeah. yeah, like that's it's a very um, it's a very like interesting thing to consider. Um, I would say just my hot take on that. I think uh, often um, some of the some of the music I listen to actually when I'm trying to focus is wordless music. Me too. Oh, all yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah and so too. it actually like again it kind of yep. you know puts you in a certain frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Just the the music does. Um, but I think that there's probably styles of music with or without words that could invoke emotions oh, yeah. that are un- unhelpful. Hey, I listen to uh, mm, I don't know if you, you anger. Remember, I, I li- when I'm doing sermon prep, I like to listen to like the Indiana Scores. Jones yeah. themed song. Mm, yeah. So it, I don't know. It's it's uh, yeah. I listen yeah, to movie yeah. scores all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna finish this point. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. just pumped up. I, I've done by that the with, music. with music scores. Um, Star Wars, Man, uh, feels, any of John Williams stuff. It, so it my question some epic to you, then, Tyler, you said some music might promote anger, but anger is yeah. not necessarily bad, right? What, if, what if we're getting angry about you know something yeah, we true. need to get angry about? That's true. So you know, yeah, the, those. Uh, it's, I, I'm I'm guessing that um, the words, if there were words in it, are what shapes kind of whether it's a sinful response or not. I don't know. That's interesting. That is. I, interesting. I think we do have certain styles I, of music that usually tend, yeah. to have lyrics that fit that are not like holy, holy. Yeah. You know. Well, okay. It's a funny story. One time, I actually made my grandmother cry because mm-hmm. of the music I was listening to. Now, it was Christian music. <laughs> was However, it though? It was, was it though? It was. Um, so I All was right, listening Mama. to some Christian rap. And it was like Lecrae, you know, uh, oh, Triple okay. E, Tadashi, all the, you know, 116, whatever. And I was listening to it in my headphones, and, and she could hear you know, the thump, whatever. And she was like, what are you listening to? And I was like, Lecrae. She's like, well, that sounds like, you know, some worldly, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but it, just listen to the lyrics. First of all, she's like, I can't understand it. And second of all, I was, you know, I was reading to her. She's like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. 
But it had nothing to do. She couldn't hear or understand the lyrics, but she thought that style of music invoked. I feel like Momo should be here to defend herself. That, yeah, that happened should. to me when I first <laughs> brought home the cassette tape for DC Talk Jesus Freak. Oh, and I gosh. played that in my room full blast. My mom came in and took the cassette tape and said, what is this? <laughs> Shirley, what and have you done? She returned it. She returned it <laughs> when she saw the greatness done? of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's, I mean. She um, put it in her CD player. You know, there's there's Christian Christian versions of, um, or not Christian versions, but you know, Christian metal music. You yeah, got bands exactly. like For Today. Praise and, the Lord. Yeah, it's and so again, that was <laughs> another controversial thing in my family when I started listening to that. And they're mm-hmm. like, this just sounds like like they're worshiping Satan, but they're screaming yeah. about God's love. Like they're you know, <laughs> they're, they're exalting Christ in well, in these songs. That that actually goes <laughs> to a really unique part of music, like music. Words match certain chords. They really do. Like or yeah. like sentences, that might be a way, better way to say it. Yeah. Like thoughts. And that's great songs, ma- mash all that kind of stuff together. Yeah. You know, um, but that's why sometimes there's this weird feeling with Christian music that, you know, has maybe the head of heavy metal music behind it. It's like yeah. the words kind of don't fit with the music beneath it. No right. Way, if you like that. But there's this discontinued how do you say that? I don't know. Discontinuation kind of between it. It oh, doesn't okay. fit right. Doesn't, you know? doesn't really fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's an interesting thought. I know we've talked about um, background music in certain oh, restaurants. Oh boy. Um, certain rest- restaurants. Certain that restaurants that will serve chicken in honor Christ and all uh, things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can guess for yourself which uh, Christ centered um, restaurant used, we're talking yeah, about. I used to work there. You did. Did you used to work there? I uh, did. Yeah, Wendy's. Um, <laughs> it's not Wendy's. It's not, um, but they Wendy's. they play music in yep. the background of the stores, but it's it's Christian music <laughs> technically. It's Christian. Okay, so explain I, that, Chad. <laughs> As a PR person for this particular Chick Fil A quick service chain, <laughs> um, you know you couldn't say fast food. That was like you can't say it's quick service. Quick service. They insist on that. Anywho. Uh yeah, so at one point Chick Fil A's had music that it was just they, I mean it's just, they still do yeah yeah it's them, like yeah. it's like uh you know J ninety three type K Love K Love yeah like contemporary pop Christian music right and uh, and mm. they, they they that played in their their restaurants for for a long time and then uh, they took they left the music. And took out the lyrics, so now. Mm. But wait, they added yeah. in a, like a jazz guitar or something playing the melody line. So like they replaced <laughs> the a... melody of the voice <laughs> with a, like a flute or something that's like whistling out the. We melody. all know that yeah, those songs carry uh, like the the melody is is what yeah, makes it Christian. I've ever asked him, like you know, if you take right. away Christian lyrics from this kind of Christian music, what you all you're left with is bad music. Just bad music. It's just bad. There's a lot of it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I just. You know, mm-hmm. you can play the the flute mm-hmm. part that has the Christ honoring lyrics in it all you want, but oh, man. at the end of the day, it's you know. All right, so here, here's a question: We talked a lot the about the power's not in the flute, Tyler. The power <laughs> it's in the gospel. The all right, so here's a question: We've talked a little bit about you know music in general, secular music, even about Christian music. So, um, in you know, late news, um, there's been some questions about what certain is this artists. live. Are we a twenty-four hour news channel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Break late breaking news. Um, in, what in the world? recent conversations, uh, yeah. there's been the question of: Can a Christian 
watch American Idol. <laughs> I hope so. They can, and they should have voted for Alejandro. Oh gosh, but he didn't win. Yes, unfortunately, that's, that's um, a shame. So there's more hate mail. Can a Christian? <laughs> should a Christian be a secular artist? So if you're a believer, yeah, and you want to exalt Christ with everything that you are, and you've got musical talent, yeah, should you resort to writing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, or can you just write good quality music? That's I want to ask secular. the songwriter at the yeah. table. Okay. Tyler, go ahead and answer. No. <laughs> go for it. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a great question, and, and I think it's, it's uh, in some ways it's a simple answer, but in some ways it, it's not a simple answer. Um, I think that a Christian, first and foremost, is called to glorify God with everything they do. Mm. Right. So there's not a scenario where a Christian gets to use their gifting apart from glorifying God with it. Yeah, that's not an option. Okay. But there is a category where a Christian can use their gifting and not be explicitly writing songs that the church sings on Sunday morning. Okay, right, and yeah. even songs that are about the Christian message. There's a lot of songs mm-hmm. that you know just are about dealing with relationship and loss and tragedy yeah. that can be written in a beautiful way that brings glory to God. You know, it's it's a it's a skill that God gives people, and in the same way that God gives people to. You know, maybe to cook or to to build. Uh, you know, that can be used yeah. for the common good of man, right? right? In a way that glorifies God and God is honored with, and that in turn can become a testimony with how right. that person lives sure. their life. So, you know, um, I think the question that I would ask a person that's in that position is, "What's your motive to? Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you doing this as a way to to seek your own glory, and you think the avenue of sexual uh, sexual <laughs> secular music is is going to get you there? You know, better you're going to have a, a better um, audience, yeah. or is it um, you know that you just feel like you're able to speak to these matters better? Yeah, you know? that's that's the question that I have with artists. So there's there's a couple of different ones. We don't have to necessarily name names, um, but there are, are artists who were writing explicitly Christian music. Who then shifted and said, "Hey, I can you know actually reach a more broad audience mm-hmm. by kind of not necessarily watering down the message, but approaching different issues mm-hmm. um, and themes and topics still within the, the framework of a Christian worldview." So that's kind of where where I come from. You know, are you um, are you supplementing your music with worldly perspectives, or are you still approaching it from the same worldview you would writing it for the church? Like uh, about relationships or sex or yeah. money or drug, whatever it, whatever it is, you can write songs about any of that. Um, but is it still from the same worldview? I think I don't think it's like a one to one thing. Yeah, but I'll say this: um, Does every person who works, uh, you know, in a particular another vocation, you, like, do you have how how are you a Christian or a non secular mechanic, yeah. or how are you like so I don't. And in some ways, I don't want to apply a certain principle yeah, yeah. To, to to artists or musicians who write songs and say, well, no, you have to write explicitly Christian songs right? But in I order guess, to glorify God. So what, I, what I'm thinking of... I don't of, think that's the case. Right. I, I, I think personally. is, okay, let's say a person who's Christian yeah. decides to write a song about um, cheating on their spouse. Yeah, sure. So that's not yep. something that's that's right within the Christian worldview. Yeah, what I would say is you don't have to write explicit Christian songs, but you also can't leave your Christianity 
out of your songs. Right. So, like, like, in other words, you're still a Christian writing songs. So when he writes that song about cheating on his wife, if he writes it from the perspective of, I'm glad I did this and it brought me a bunch of joy, then then that's not glorifying God. But if he writes a a song about how he cheated on his wife and the brokenness that came because of that. Thunder Yeah. (laughs) Is that a... No? No. That's... But, okay. the, so the yeah, the live version of that song, she ends up killing him. Oh wow! Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah, that's that's a that's that a great. Out. The question to know, ask is: Can I write this song and can God be glorified with it? Mm. You know, God's glorified when when a mechanic yeah. does a good job and he yeah. doesn't, you know, uh, you know, take advantage of of those he's he's working for. Right. But, but, but yeah, the song. But the songs don't have to be. That, that's something we need to think about. I think broad. This is a big discussion, but we need to think about this on a really broad level because, like, I think we've, in some ways, decided that only if someone explicitly is referencing the gospel in some way and what they're doing, they're being Christian about it. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is not the case, and in some mm-hmm. cases, it wouldn't even be the best way to go about things. Yeah, truthfully, mm-hmm. um, and so there may be a more, there may be a, a better way for you to to go about. Uh, you know, ultimately bringing glory to God in a certain in a certain medium, in a certain context. I'm not saying you shouldn't preach the gospel or teach the gospel. I'm just saying it's not always going to be explicitly in yeah. what you create or what you do. But there's an underpinning. Like you're writing from a biblical. I hope if you're a Christian, you're writing from a Christian worldview. Yeah. So so all those things like you bring that into the music. Yeah. And you bring that into what you create. So. No, I just was thinking of a scripture in Philippians, you know, as Chad was saying, um, talking about that reality that there's, um, you know, Philippians talks about letting our reasonableness be known to all men. And and it, it's it's not that we're just explicit in everything that yeah. we say. That's not what it means, to I think, to glorify God necessarily with what you do. But there needs to be um, a sense in which the way that you serve others, the way you use your giftings, it has to circle back to to showing that God is the the author. Right. God is the one who gives the good gift. Right. And and if that's not yeah, there, then at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're singing or whatever you're doing, you're dishonoring God with what He's given you as, so, as a gift. So what about us as just consumers of media? Right. We're talking about artists. Can they be you know writing secular music? So what about the the everyday Christian, everyday kind of churchgoer listening to secular music? Is there anything helpful? to be found in secular music as yes. Christians listen to it. What? Sure. I mean, I, I think it depends. I think it depends on the song. I think it depends on you know, what the content of the song is about. But I, I just tell people, I don't know about you guys. I notice a difference when my intake of mm-hmm. media is, yeah. is not in, is not in a good place in proportion to my intake of scripture or my intake. Like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, you, your thoughts begin to change. Yes. Your your language begins to change. Uh, so you need to temper and be thoughtful about how much and what kind mm-hmm. of media content you're consuming. And yeah. I'm not just talking, in this case, I'm not just talking about music. But right. secular music has this way of like almost like subconsciously kind of putting these things in our head, kind of like we were talking about earlier. You could be driving down the road, listening to the radio, whatever. Yeah. And you've, but you're, but the whole time you're subconsciously, you might even know, know the song but you're subconsciously having these things kind of drilled into your brain. Yeah. That has an effect on us. It just does. We're, we're, we're not Teflon. We, that stuff does not bounce off us. It affects us. Again, back to the first question, power of music. So, so pastorally, yeah. I tell people, you really think through not only the content that you're consuming, but the quantity of it. Yeah. Just generally. 
Absolutely. That's basically exactly how I was going to you know, answer the question. That's exactly what I was thinking. We really need to consider two things, the power of music and, and how much we're taking in and the balance of it. And I just thought of this one scripture in Philippians 4 again. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm. Um, if, if we're filling our mind with music that's the opposite of these things, it's going to be detrimental to our walk with Christ. And those things can be found in secular music. There are, there are, pure, yeah. there are honorable things found in secular music. Um, but you gotta you gotta use wisdom in discerning yeah. that. Yeah, there, there's a, a book, and I've, I think I mentioned it from the pulpit. Uh, yeah, I know I have. I quoted from it last week. The Happy Christian by David Murray. I've recommended it to a lot of people. But you in, give me a copy of that. I, it's in my car. Mm. Okay. We'll go ahead. We'll link that in the show notes as well. Everybody can find it. The Happy Christian by David Murray. One of the better, David Murray is pastor of spiritual formation at Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary in Grand Rapids. Brilliant guy. He's a wonder, it's a wonderful book. But in the book, he talks about, this is fantastic, kind of to our point here. He talks about that very passage that Josh just read. And he talks about, he breaks down each of those individual areas. And he talks about your level of happiness, your level of joy you're experiencing currently as a Christian is tied directly to how much of those things you're mm-hmm. spending your time consuming. Mm. Yeah. And it's a fantastic, a fantastic book. Yeah. Great book. I think um, one of the things, just to kind of wrap this up, I, I think as long as we are consuming things that are true, honorable, um, things, if there's anything excellent, um, then we can interact with the things in the world and know how better to respond to it. Sure. When yeah. We hear secular music that lifts high, you know, personal pleasure and, sex and you know all, all these things money whatever it may be um, it'll help us to actually think about those things biblically and maybe even have conversations where we say okay you know ariana grande is singing about all whatever she wants she can buy it but mm-hmm. yeah why does she keep having to buy things she says all her money yeah. all her money solves all her problems so why is she yeah. still not fulfilled and, and so we can't really have those conversations unless we know what people are interacting with in the right. world, right? It gives us a better platform to actually engage the world right. with the gospel. And then just last thing, I think ultimately the, the capstone of that verse, which kind of encompasses all of it, is the gospel. Yeah. Like what do Christians really need to focus on and fill our hearts and our minds with? Like the, the superfood that is yeah. all of those. It's the gospel. Absolutely. Right? And then it's there's... the kale. Yeah, it's the... Oh. It's the, the, the <laughs> but those things are peppered out throughout other different life experiences. Yeah. But you want the good stuff, then just go to the gospel. Go to the source. Amen. Amen. Like what if kale tasted good? That'd be... Just stop talking about kale. (laughs) We are going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. We landed on kale, Thomas. Isn't that good? Kale. I'm going to write a song about it. It's going to be secular. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Be listening for uh, Josh Hildebrandt's single, Kale from Hell. (laughs) If you don't want to go to kale. (laughs) All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Thank you so much for giving us this listen today. If you would. Go on your favorite podcast catcher and give us a five-star rating and review. Mm. And hopefully this has been helpful to you and your local church. Go ahead and share it. And uh, we hope to see you next time.